Hey there, friends. Welcome to the Taking Your Next Step podcast from Collegians for Christ. Through each episode, we will journey together focusing on knowing what you believe and why you believe it. If you are eager, like I am, to strengthen your faith, then take your next step now by joining us in today's episode. So the College and Career Retreat is coming up next week, and if you have not taken the time to register but would like to do so, you can do that at cfcretreats.com. We're looking forward to an exciting weekend filled with biblical preaching, relevant breakout sessions. Uh, There'll be a real talk session. We'll have delicious food, of course, fun games, activities, and uh, the cost is $40 for registration. That includes lunch on Saturday and all the other snacks and drinks and everything throughout the retreat, plus the registration for the retreat treat itself. So if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out and we look forward to seeing you or your group there. Now, as we continue our study here in the book of John, chapter 15, we're winding down just two more studies and we'll finish this up, but we're looking at the topic of love one another. Now, you may hear people that repeat themselves and you may wonder, why on earth do they keep saying it? Sometimes it's like, hey, that's unnecessary information. I already know that. And you may hear that from a child to a parent as a parent constantly repeats themselves. Uh, We understand repetition is the key to learning. Sometimes people repeat themselves because they're very forgetful. Sometimes people repeat themselves so that we will learn. We understand as a teacher, the more we hear something, uh, the more we'll take it in. And when advertising, I have heard that people can hear something a hundred times or more, and it takes that many times before they actually hear it before it actually sinks in. Um, repetition is also play, used to place an emphasis, uh, maybe where a teacher or someone speaking wants to place that emphasis. As we come to John chapter 15, we find Jesus constantly repeating himself on the topic of this, of love. <clears throat> Especially as it comes to John 13 to 17. If you remember, that's the uh, the night right before the crucifixion. He's with his disciples. It's the dying words of a man to those that are closest to him. Now, in chapters 1 through 12, love is used only 12 times. But when you come to this passage of Scripture, 13 all the way to 21, it's used many times over, 44 times. And so chapter 13 begins with Jesus' love to his followers and ends with our love to others. And so we're going to look at this. There's a phrase that is mentioned three times. It's repeated three times here uh, in our passages, John 13, 34 and 35. He says, a new commandment I give unto you that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that you're my disciples if you have love one to another. So here he repeats it three times just in this one passage, and we'll see he'll repeat it again as we get into John chapter 15. But as we consider the command to love one another, first we see the example of the commandment. It's a new command. The command to love one another is actually not a new command. So why does Jesus say a new commandment I give unto you? I say it's not a new commandment because it was already mandated in the Old Testament. We would find it in Leviticus 19.18. So what is new about this command if it's not a literal new command? This is not a contradiction in Scripture. You see, there had become a man-made understanding of this law, and that's what Jesus is trying to break away from. We see him in Matthew chapter 5 speaking to the people, speaking to those in Jewish culture, and here's what he had to say in Matthew 5.38. He said, "'Ye have heard that it hath been said.'" 
an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say unto you, he said, this is what you've heard culturally. This is what your family traditions are, that it's an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I'm changing this, that you resist not evil, but whosoever shall smite thee on thy right cheek, turn to him the other also. And he would go down and say this, you have heard that it hath been said, thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. You see, they had taken part of scripture, what God had commanded, and they had twisted it. You've heard, this is what's been passed down. This is your traditions, man-made traditions, that you're supposed to love your neighbor, but you can hate your enemy. But Jesus says, but I say unto you, this is a new command. Whenever he says, but, he's contrasting what he already said. But I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. So there had become a man-made uh, understanding of this law. And so this is why Jesus is saying this is a new law. This is a new commandment that I'm giving to you. Uh, this command is now given with new clarity, with a new example, and therefore with a new meaning. It means new in experience. You see, love would take on a whole new meaning because of what? Because of the death of the cross. Love would receive a whole new power through the Holy Spirit. And so it's a new command, but it also encompasses all the commands. Jesus tells us that we can take to love God with all our mind, heart, soul, and strength. That's the first commandment. And secondly unto it is to love others as ourselves. And we can take those two commands and hang all the commandments in Scripture on those. Why is that? Why does love encompass all the many other commands? You see, the action of love will produce obedience to all the commands. If you and I can focus on that four-letter word, love, and truly live it out as Jesus gave us the example to live out, then it will encompass all the other commands throughout Scripture of how we're supposed to treat people, how we're supposed to interact in business and ethics and morals and in church. Love is this. It is the centerpiece of the Christian life. Love is the main thing we need to focus on. Everything else revolves around our love for God and our love for others. So it encompasses all the commands. It reveals our loyalty to Jesus. Our obedience to this command is the true evidence that we belong to Jesus. You see, saying you are a Christian is not evidence that you are one. Going to church does not mean you are a Christian. Uh, going to a Bible study does not mean you are a Christian. Just because you wear a cross or some shirt that says Jesus loves you does not mean you are a Christian. Jesus goes in here and he says that he wants us to love others as I have loved you. He says, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples. Think about this. By this, what? How you love other people. That's how people are going to know that you are my disciples. So our love towards others, how you and I love one another, is a direct correlation or evidence of our love for Jesus. And so your love for others is the proof of your relationship with Jesus. Your life and actions tell a story. So it reveals our loyalty to Jesus. Our love for others also produces unity. You see, love for Christ and love for one another is the one thing that unites people from every kind of background possible. If you can think about attending a Bible study, you think about attending a church service, you got people from all different uh, cultural backgrounds, upbringings, different ethnicities, 
And the uniting factor is what? Is Jesus, but it's also the love that Jesus commands and the love he commands for one another. You see, love demolishes hatred. Love demolishes division. Love and hate cannot coexist. You see, love draws others in and love produces unity. So that is the example of the commandment. But secondly, here in our passage, we see the extent of the commandment. It is this. It is an unconditional love and it is a sacrificial love. As we go over to John 15, we'll see the same phrase repeated. And if you have your Bible, you you may want to mark it just so it stands out. But in John 15, verse 9, he says, As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. So not just in your love, we're to continue in the love that Jesus has given us the example of. He says, If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. And then he goes down, This is my commandment, that ye love one another. There's that phrase repeated again, as I have loved you. So he's telling us how we are to do it. We don't have to figure it out or make it up ourselves. Then he gives us this example. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends, if you do whatsoever I command you. And then he goes down at the very bottom, verse 17, These things I command you, that you love one another. And so Jesus is repeating this. Why? Because he likes to hear himself talk? No, he's repeating this because it's very, very important. He's repeating it for emphasis. He's repeating it because he knows many times we don't hear uh, something said maybe one time. He's repeating it because this is the centerpiece of the Christian life. He's repeating it because it's what's going to produce unity. He's repeating it because it reveals our loyalty to Jesus. He's repeating it because it's what you and I must use and live by if we're going to be true Christ followers. So it's an unconditional love. You see, Jesus gave us the example. What conditions or requirements did Jesus place on his love for others? There were no requirements. There were no conditions. He loved sinners. He loved those who hated him. He loved those who don't even believe in him. Even at this moment, if you're listening and you don't love him, like him, believe in him, he still loves you. We know this because he willingly gave his life for these same people. This love is not subject to any limitations. This love is not subject to any requirements or conditions. This love does not have any requirements that must be met for us to love this way, to love no matter what. So it's an unconditional love that you and I are to have. Why? Because that's the extent of this commandment. It's a sacrificial love. Jesus provides us with the example of how we are to love. We are to love as Jesus loved. He said it over and over, that you love one another as what? As I have loved you. This is my commandment, not 613 of them, not 20 of them, not 50 of them. Do this one thing. Love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love one another how as I have loved you. How did Jesus love us? Sacrificially. How do we know that? Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Sacrificially, that means sacrificing to love. It means you're giving up something valued in consideration of another. It means you're placing others in a higher regard than yourself. You're willing to die for others. This is his example. And then lastly, we see here the emphasis of this command. We are commanded to love weekly, 
Nope. We're commanded to love when we want to. No. We're commanded to love when it's convenient. No. We're commanded to love always. Not when it's just convenient and easy. Not when we just feel like it. Not just when the person is easy to love. We are to love always because we are loved always. We are to love like Jesus loves because we are loved by Jesus. You cannot love people and not be willing to give them the truth. You cannot love people and not be willing to share with them the truth of God's word. That's part of loving people. And so not only are we commanded to love always, but we're commanded to do what? We're to love everyone. That means we are to love Christians, friends, family, teachers, bosses. We are to love unbelievers. We are to love our enemies, those who do not love you nor like you. Now, when we talk about loving people, I want to make sure we're very clear, and we mention this throughout our podcast, it does not mean we become a doormat and allow people to walk all over us. No, we can love people from a distance, people that may have harmed you or are not uh, seeking your best. doesn't mean just because we put boundaries up or pull ourselves away that we're not loving people. Uh, Jesus had to step away from people. Jesus put up boundaries. But we are to love unbelievers, no matter what they dress like, act like, what their lifestyle may be like. We are to love them. Why? Because Jesus loves them and Jesus has commanded us to love them. This does not mean you're a doormat or a pushover or place yourself in dangerous situations. Sometimes we must love people from a distance, and that is okay. So we're commanded to love everyone all the time, no matter what. Why? Because Jesus loves everyone always, no matter what. So who in your life right now is hard to love? Are you loving them like Jesus? What do you need to do different? How could you demonstrate love to them? Think about the people in your life right now, your coworkers, classmates, those maybe who've hurt you, harmed you. You know, sometimes we have to make sure we put safe boundaries, and sometimes it can be hard to love people because a hatred swells in our heart. But that's not what Jesus commands us. Jesus loved those who drove those nails in his hands. He loved those who mocked him, ridiculed him, laughed at him, put the purple robe on him. He loved the Pharisees, even though he spoke strong truth to them. So who right now in your life is hard to love? And what do you need to do different to love them like Jesus? Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast has been helpful to you, please share it with a friend or subscribe to stay up to date on the latest episodes. You can connect with Collegians for Christ online for more information and resources at cfccampusministry.com.